Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. Come on, shout unto God today. If you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and the devil's defeated, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, somebody. Give him praise in the house. Give God the glory. Hallelujah. I feel God in the house today. Lift your hands today. Lift holy hands, the Bible says, without wrath and without doubt. Father, we thank you that we are a part of the greatest move of God that this world has ever experienced, that this is a generation that you are raising up of world shakers and history makers that will make a mark on this earth that cannot be erased. Father, the prophets long to live in the times that we are in, but here we are standing in the middle of destiny, standing in the middle of the will of God to see a mighty great awakening shake this entire nation and shake the nations of the world with the power and the anointing and the glory of God. And Father, we thank you that you have allowed us to be a part of this generation. And Father, we promise that we will leave this planet better than we first received it. And we thank you for the, that we are in a move of God. The move of God has already started. And this is the beginning of a great awakening that will shake the foundations of America. Because, God, we thank you that you are not done with America. You are not done with Brazil. You are not done with Israel. You are not done with Canada. You are not done with the U.K. God, you are not done. You're just getting started. And we thank you for allowing us to be a part of a great awakening generation in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe it, shout one more time and give God praise. Turn to the person next to you and say, you look better than you did last time I saw you. Just everybody smile. Even if you don't have teeth, just smile. It's going to be all right. God can do miracles. You can be seated in the house today. Man, I feel good. I don't know about you, but I feel, as one old preacher said, I feel good all over. Just to see, wasn't that awesome just to see? What was the uh, numbers on the, the people there in Brazil? You know the numbers? Almost 5 million people. Incredible. And you know, as I was sitting there watching it, the Holy Spirit dropped us something on me that you're going to see that happen in the United States of America. God is not done with the United States of America. America shall be saved from Wasilla, Alaska, from Laredo, Texas, from Honolulu, Hawaii. America shall be saved. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. That was incredible. What God is doing in Israel, what God is doing in Brazil, and to see uh, God using our pastor. And let me, know, let me tell you something and encourage you with this word. That because you are a part of this ministry, you are a partaker of the same anointing that's on Pastor and Tiz. So that God will begin to raise you up and begin to use you in places and faces and spaces that you have never stood in before. But you will be there by the hand and the purpose of God. And God will use you to touch this world with his power and his glory. And the world will never be the same because of your testimony. Glory to God. Bear with me. I'm going to be pacing back and forth like a hamster looking for cheese. <sighs> but it's going to be all right. <laughs> Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Second Chronicles chapter. I'm sorry. We'll get to that one in a minute. I've got quite a few. Second Samuel 5.20. Hold that spot when you get, uh, and we'll get to it eventually. I don't know when. No promises, but we'll get to it. How many of you feel good today? Man, I tell you, I could just jump <sighs> so high. Come on. I might run around the building. <sighs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> man, I tell you, the anointing is in this place. Let's give it up for the worship team, man. They brought it down today. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And the worship team did not know this, but that first song, Breakthrough, the title of my message, that 2022 is the year of breakthroughs and turnarounds. 2022 is the year of breakthroughs and turnarounds. And I'll explain to you how that came about here in a moment. There was an evangelist by the name of Ted Shuttlesworth. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He just began to start airing on Daystar on Wednesday afternoons. Actually, Ted is a prophet as well, been in ministry for over 40 years, who was a Holy Ghost man. God spoke to him at the end of last year that 2022 would be a year of breakthroughs and turnarounds. Now, this was in the midst of vaccine mandates. This was in the midst of mass mandates when it looked like none of these things would ever turn around. But God spoke to him that this would be a year of breakthroughs. Somebody shout breakthroughs, turnarounds. Mm, you got to get it in you. So God began to speak to him. I began to listen to the messages that he would speak on this particular word that God had given him. January of this year, 2022, he was preaching an extended revival in the city of Rowlett, Texas. I got to be able to be a part of some of those services, which were incredible. I mean, you know, I, I remember one night they had about eight people who had, were deaf at some level in their ears, and one after another, their deaf ears open. See, see this is what God is doing. On the Thursday night, God gave him a vision about America. And in this vision, he saw this demonic creature that was over the United States of America 
uh, starting, I guess, uh, began to happen around 2016. In this vision, he saw this demonic creature. And all of a sudden, as he's watching this, as God is showing this in, this in the spirit, all of a sudden he sees a, a flashing flame of fire come out of heaven and attack this, this demonic creature, and this demonic creature begin to go down in flames. God had spoke to him that this was a demonic spirit that was over America and began, it began to fall into place that this is the year of breakthroughs and turnarounds. Come on, stay with me, somebody. We're going somewhere. So during this time, as I said, vaccine mandates were being pushed. People were losing their job because they refused to get jabbed by something like this. People refused and they stood because they believed that Jesus Christ was their healer. Come on, are you with me? Mass mandates were in place of where you would walk into a bank and it looked like you were about to rob the place. Come on, are you with me? So God gives him a vision when all of these things begin to happen. Now, I want to rejoice because I want you to know that things are happening in this nation every single day. God is moving by his spirit. Four things I want to rejoice in today, and I hope you rejoice with me, because this is what's happened since January. Number one, Roe versus Wade has been overturned. If that doesn't make you shout, something's wrong with your shout mechanism. Roe versus Wade has been slapped down after 50 years in this nation. The devil has lost. Jesus Christ is on the throne. That's something to be excited about. Over 60 million babies that have been aborted over the years. Come on, are you with me? Many of them African-American babies. But I'm telling you, the giant has fallen. The giant has fallen in America. America shall be saved. <laughs> Number two. Number two, the Supreme Court. And you know what? Thank God for Clarence Thomas. You talk about a man who's, he's gangster. He's doing it gangster style. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what you say about him. The man is a gangster. And I mean that in a good way. Number, number two, Supreme Court strikes down New York gun laws restricting concealed carry in a major Second Amendment case that says that every person in this nation has a right to bear arms. Come on, somebody. For all you gun-toting lovers out there, listen to me. The giant has fallen. And that's one of the things I love about Texas, because you ain't taking our guns. <sighs> Some of us got five, six, seven, eight. Come on, a whole arsenal. <laughs> Especially in this church. <sighs> I'm telling you, man, you even got grandmas in this church that are packing. Come on, are you with me? <sighs> I remember my mother. You guys would have loved my mother. She's in heaven today, and she always carried a little bit of Derringer around with her. We was in church one day, and she was messing around with her purse, and I saw a gun. I said, Mama, what you doing? <laughs> 
She's like, you never know when you might need it. (laughs) Number three, and this is huge. Supreme Court ruled that a high school coach can pray on the field and that the First Amendment protects public school employees' rights to pray on the field. Come on, somebody. The giant has come down. Come on. The giant has come down. And this is definitely a time that we need this to overturn, especially when you got drag queens speaking to children. Not my child and not my grandchild. Come on, are you with me, somebody? You're not trying to talk to my kid about sexuality. It's none of your business. Keep your mouth shut and stick to the math. Come on, are you with me? Number three, that number four, the Supreme Court ruled that the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, is not authorized by Congress to reduce carbon emissions. Another slap down. I feel like, I feel like I'm in a WWE. Con- Come on. Slap down. Somebody shout slap down. Smack down. One after another. Why? Because this is the year of breakthroughs and turnarounds. And guess what, church? This is just the beginning. You're going to see more and more things come down because God is fed up. His people are fed up. And the people of God have been crying out for God to move in this nation and turn this thing upside down. You know, what really puzzles me is that there's a church in Atlanta, there's a pastor there who just a week after this began to slam Roe versus Wade being overturned. This is a big church in Atlanta. And as he's finished with his rant, you might even saw it, they have a baby dedication. I'm like, what the, (laughs) what the heavens? I was thinking something else, but you know. You can say hell in church, right? (laughs) Okay, what the hell? (sighs) Come on, are you with me? A baby dedication? Are you kidding me? I mean, I feel like I'm watching a Superman episode where you have an alternate universe and you have an alternate Superman. Like, what in the world is going on? (sighs) God help him. Did you hear about the Georgia... Guidestones being ex- blown up. Oh, my gosh. That was awesome. Now, you know, in this church, we don't promote vandalism, but it was still awesome. Come on, are you with me? Because if you didn't know what those guidestones represent, let me tell you, those slabs were engraved with an enigma message in 12 languages calling for the preservation of humankind by limiting the world's population to a half a billion people. That's what they represented. Go do the homework. Check it out for yourself. They call it America Stonehenge. It was nothing godly about it. And all of a sudden, boom, and they can't even figure out who did it. 
I mean, it could have been the Lord. I don't know. But I tell you what, they're gone. They're gone. They're gone because the demonic agenda of people in this world to try to limit this population and exterminate people has come down. The giant is down in the name of Jesus Christ. Ted Shuttlesworth said that God spoke to him right after he saw that, that the depopulation agenda of the world economic form has been blown up. If you don't know anything about the World Economic Forum, stay away from them. Because they are all about population control. But let me tell you something. Whatever you do, you will not be able to stop the church of Jesus Christ. Come on, are you with me? The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. So you can do whatever you want to. You can say whatever you want to say. But the church shall prevail in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And the demonic agenda will never ever succeed until the church is raptured and taken away into heaven. Until then, we are pushing back the darkness. We are pushing back the darkness every single day. Because you and I are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Let your light shine and push back the darkness. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray for you in a minute, brother. You too. That's why I want to be down here, because I like to be close to people. Believe it or not, I like people. (laughs) Especially my home church. Come on, somebody. NB. See, the giant has been slapped down. (laughs) And God is moving by his spirit. See, the great reset has become the great upset. This is not the time of the Antichrist. Listen to me. This is the time of the rise of the church of Jesus Christ. This is the time for the church to begin to go into all the world and preach this gospel and cast out devils and heal the sick and raise the dead and proclaim that the kingdom of God is right here. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is in America. Why? Because there is a people that will not compromise. We saw many pastors compromising these past two years. Some of them didn't even open their church till this year. Shame on you. The church should have never been shut. Let's say it again. The church should have never been shut. And the real church will never close its door. Because the church is essential. And the church is here to push back that antichrist agenda. And proclaim the power of the kingdom of God. Some people disagree, but hey, I don't really care. 
It only matters what the word says. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the matter is of such as you see the day approaching. Somebody say, not here. So all of these things struck down. Vaccine mandates struck down. I've got some friends. I got some friends who were close to losing their jobs because they were told to get vaccinated. And guess what? They're still there. And those who lost their jobs, God will make it up for you and give you a better job. Hallelujah. See, who's going to talk about this stuff? Because people, Christians for so long, have had this misunderstanding that you can't deal with issues that happen in this world and in this government. It is the job of the church to deal with wickedness. It is the job of the church to deal with compromise. It is the job of the church to deal with sin. This is a wicked generation. But guess what? You have the power and the authority of God to dominate in a wicked generation. And I'll never be silent. Every pulpit in America should be proclaiming the truth of God's word, whether they get people or not, or whether they lose the big tithers or not. Come on, somebody. Are you all about money? Are you all about souls? Which one is it? Are you all about your image? Are you about a lost and dying world that's going to hell every second? I'm not mad at you. I just get that way. I'm really happy on the inside. <laughs> it just irks me when you see people with no backbone. It's a nice way to say it. it. It just irks me when you have preachers who have no backbone. And they give cute messages, cotton candy, Reese's Pieces messages that you get nothing from. And you don't know how to stand, and you know how to fight the enemy, and you know how to push through the darkness, and you know how to walk in your dominion because you're too busy trying to impress people. Forgive me, I digress. So, the world is not falling apart, as some people think. The world is falling in place for the catching away of the church and the second coming of Jesus Christ. We're in the last of the last days. We're in the final moments of time. I hear the footsteps of the Messiah. I hear the footsteps of the Messiah. He's coming. He's coming. And he's coming for a glorious church. coming back for a glorious church. He's not coming for a church that's masked up and socially distanced and meeting online, Zooming all the time. 
He didn't say go on all the world and zoom the gospel. He said go into all the world and preach the gospel. Take the mask off. Come on, some. Open your mouth and release the word of God to a generation who needs the word of God. One health, health expert said, trying to protect yourself by wearing a mask from a respiratory virus is like trying to keep mosquitoes from going through a chain link fence. I know I digress again. I'm sorry. Come on, somebody. We don't walk in fear in this place. We don't walk in fear. We dominate in this generation. We dominate in our homes. We dominate in our neighborhoods. We dominate in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. The devil will not have this area. The devil will not have our young people. The devil will not have our children. The devil will not have our sons and daughters because the church of Jesus Christ is rising up right now. Four demon spirits the church will have to confront in these last days. Four of them. Number one, we must confront an antichrist spirit. See, this spirit has been in the world for many years. And that spirit is increasing. It is a spirit of lawlessness and rebellion. It is a spirit that is anti-God. It is anti-speaking in tongues. It is anti-laying on the sick. It is anti-miracles. It is anti-prosperity. It is anti of anything that belongs to Christ and the church of Jesus Christ. Anti-Christ spirit. So what does 2 Timothy 1 say? God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power, love, and a sound mind. That's why you'll never lose your mind. You'll never have Alzheimer's because you have the mind of Christ. See, what happens to the world does not have to happen to the people of God. See, you are a covenant woman of God. And what happened to your grandpappy does not have to happen to you. You're not going to have diabetes. You're not going to die at 62. You're not going to go blind and deaf. No, you're going to give a long and good life and declare the works of God. Come on, somebody, shout unto God. Hallelujah. See, fear imprisons people. It binds people. Fear keeps people broke. It keeps them broke and it keeps them sick. Every other commercial you see on TV is for another medication, for another sickness that Pfizer is pushing. Come on, are you with me? Because they're trying to get in your image that this is what's going to happen to you. But no, I read the word of God. And my Bible says that with long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. Who are you going to believe? You're going to believe Pfizer or are you going to believe Paul? 
Yeah, I said it. That's not your lot in life. That doesn't belong to you. That's not your inheritance. I don't care what you may be going through right now. This is the year of breakthroughs and turnarounds. God is turning it around. God's turning it around right now. There are people that are sitting here right now. God is turning your story around right now. There are people watching right now. God is breaking through for you and turning your story around. Hallelujah. Somebody shout breakthrough. Breakthrough. Turn around. around. Got to deal with a spirit of antichrist and deal with the spirit of fear. Fear imprisons you. Faith releases you. That's why I can walk down the street. I'm afraid of nothing. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than anything that could come against me. Hallelujah. Because God is on your side. And if God be for you, nothing will stand against you. They may come at you one way, but they'll flee before you seven ways. Why? Because this is the promise of God. Devil got nothing on you. He's right where he belongs, under your feet. So I put my boots on. Stomp on his head. Because he's under my boots. Tony Lamas, come on somebody. Glory to God. Whatever boot you fancy. Even under your barefoot. Some of you like to go barefoot. I don't even know why. Feet all dirty. Come on. Need a foot washing. (laughs) The siege is over. The siege is over. And the giants have come down. Deal with the spirit of fear. Thirdly, we will have to confront the spirit of infirmity, spirit of sickness that tries to keep God's people sick, come on, bound up, in and out of hospitals, always on medication. Now, this is not an attack against you. I understand people take medication. This is not nothing against you. But understand your covenant rights. Understand that you don't have to live in sickness one more second of your life. Jesus never, when someone came to him for a miracle, he never told them to wait. He never told them, well, come back later. No, he spoke the word. He laid hands on them. He began to operate in his power. He never made somebody wait for the miracle. Because healing is now. See, people misunderstood this, understand this, and they say, well, one day I'm going to get healed. Well, when is one day coming? And it's already been 40 years. I mean, seriously. One day. Well, if your faith is for one day, one day may never come. See, now faith is. See, faith is right now. Come on. At this time in the service. 
Come on. It wasn't a second ago. It's right now. And according to your faith, so be it unto you. Because faith is always now. If it's not now, it's not faith. If it's not now, it's not faith. So we'll have to do, we have to confront the spirit of infirmity. How do we confront that? We walk and live in divine health. And then we extend our hands and lay hands on the sick so they can recover. Every one of us. I was just in Oregon recently preaching a revival. They brought a man on the Friday night. We did a youth worship night. Brought a man who had prost- was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Came up, prayed over him. We prayed over and laid hands on him. That God would do a miracle. And we cursed that spirit of cancer. See, cancer is a demon spirit. You gotta, you gotta come against it. You can't come against things by saying, "Oh Lord, if it be Your will." No, Jesus attacked sickness. He attacked disease. He attacked lack. He attacked poverty. He attacked it head on, and He rebuked it and commanded it to go. So we rebuke that demon spirit of cancer off of this man's life. I get a text a week later from a good friend of mine who brought him to the service. And he said that this man's daughter posted that she took her father back to the hospital because he was supposed to start chemotherapy. Get to there and and she examines him and she begins to say to the daughter and to the man, what happened to the cancer? I just talked to my friend of mine last night, and he said the man is still walking in health. No trace of prostrate cancer. Why? Because Jesus Christ is your healer, and he's your miracle worker. See, this is what God's doing. You have to confront the spirit of infirmity. You lay hands on the sick, even when the government tells you not to. Because the Bible is the highest constitution of the land. Come on, I'm going to keep saying it. This is, the, this is what I answer to. And if what you pass conflicts with this, then I'll have to pass on what you pass because I'm going with God. As for me and my house, we're going to go with God. We're going to serve the Lord all the days of our lives. So you put that on your pipe and smoke it. Because I know who saved me. I know who delivered me. I know who washed my sins away. I know who brought me out of a pit. I know who changed my life. And it wasn't a denomination. It wasn't a religion. It wasn't a man. It wasn't a government. It was Almighty God who stepped into my darkness and brought me into the light. Got to deal with the spirit of infirmity. Number four, got to deal with the spirit of lack. Lack. You were never ever to experience lack in your life. 
I heard you moving on up. I'm excited about that. She's moving into a better place. That's the blessing of God. Why? Because God does not want his people living in lack. Living in some one bedroom. Come on. Can't hardly change your mind. Come on, somebody. No. The Bible says that God will bring you into a wealthy place. Free of restriction. That's the God I serve. You may start out living like that, but the blessing of God has come upon you to increase you and multiply you and raise you up to be a blessing to your generation. You've got to deal with the spirit of lack. Why? The powers that be want you to always be dependent on them. Can I say it? God never meant for his people to be dependent on anyone. That's why the Bible says that God is my source. My God shall supply all of my need according to your riches and glory. Twenty twenty, we saw increase in my family and ministry. Twenty twenty one, we saw increase. 2022, we're already seeing increase. Why? Because God does not want his people living in lack. Especially when you have the world preaching the opposite. Trying to keep you broke, busted, and disgusted. Trying to keep you living on hardly making it and barely getting by and eating bugs. No, I ain't eating no bugs. I'm a carnivore. I eat steak. I had a big old porterhouse yesterday. So yeah, take that. Hey, if you're a vegan, God bless you, but I'm a steak man. Me and my son, we eat steak. I made some yesterday. He came over and got his piece. See, we have to deal with the spirit of lack. Especially when you have major preachers telling you that tithing is no longer a part of the word of God. As for, as for this house, we will always tithe. Because the Bible says the tithe is holy. We don't give out of guilt. We don't give out of condemnation. We don't have to give. We get to give. And if God can trust you with the 10%, he can trust you with the 90. Come on, somebody. That's why you never put your trust in man. You put your trust in God. The quickest way to bring a curse on yourself is to trust in man. That's what the Bible says. Cursed is the man who trusts in man. Meaning looking to man as their source. That's why somebody asked me if I, what are your needs? I don't have any. All of them are met in in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what he said. I'm focused on what I desire. I'm focused on what I desire. And God will give you the desires of your heart when they line up with his will. I was in Oregon coast recently with a good friend of mine and we were hanging out, having, getting ready to go to a restaurant to eat fish and chips. Nothing like eating fish and chips on the Oregon coast. (sighs) Make you slap your mother-in-law. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Michelle. I love you. 
My, mo my mother-in-law's watching from Sacramento. She, her, her and her husband, Mike, are moving here. They're getting out of California. God bless California, but they're, they're coming to the great state of Texas. I can't wait till they get here. But anyway, my friend of mine wanted to meet a friend of his that he hadn't seen in a long time. They used to work on the boats, fishing boats in southern Oregon. This man actually had a boat. And so he, we met up. He came uh, to see us in one of his restaurants. <laughs> Excuse me. So we sit down to talk. This man's a Christian. Guess what was the first things out of his mouth? I don't believe in the prosperity message. I hadn't said a word. I'm like, do, do I look like I got prosperity? Come on. Pencil in my forehead. I mean, maybe I should. I'll get that, you know, get that tattoo right here. Prosperity life. Come on. Are you with me? <laughs> Not back here. Up here. Come on. Are you with me? Can't be doing them tramp stamps. Come on, somebody. <laughs> that wasn't a word of knowledge for somebody here. <laughs> so he says, I'm not into the prosperity message. And I said, hence the man with two businesses. Man, I don't care. I'm, I don't want your money. My God shall supply all my needs. Wealth and riches will be in your house. See, when you live like that, when you're not trying to impress anybody because you know who you are and you know who's who you are, they can say whatever you want. It won't shake you. Why? Because your feet is on the rock. You ain't looking for somebody's money. So we talk. Yeah, he's a great guy. All of a sudden, in the middle of the conversation, he looks at me and asks me, what do you need? After he had said the previous statement. I don't tell people what I need. I tell God what I need. Because he said he will supply. I don't have any needs. All of my needs are met according to his riches and glory. So you know, you'll never see me on Facebook trying to get a GoFundMe, come on, thing going. You'll never see me going out there saying, well, you know, I, if you could help me uh, to go, you do this, you know, we might go off the air. Well, you know what? If, you, if you're going to go off the air, then do us a favor. Go off the air. Because if you don't have enough faith to trust God, then you don't, belong, you don't even belong there. I'm getting quiet in the house. I got to hurry up. <sighs> My time's running out. <laughs> and I just said to him this, and this is what I, encur I, I encourage everyone who tithes and gives. Number one, the tithe is a tenth, 10%. ten that's, that's number one. That's what tithe means. If you didn't know, it means 10%. Some people say, well, I give, you know, I tithe 15. Well, the 10% the, the is a tithe, and the other five is offering besides. So I said this to him, and I say this to everyone. Always do what God tells you to do. That's all that matters. Don't be pressured. Don't be moved. Don't be manipulated. What You do whatever God tells you to do, and you will always come out on top. I said to him, you do whatever God tells you to do. Because I could tell God was moving in his heart. So he begins to pull out his check. And I'm not saying this for anybody to give to me. This is an example because this is what God is doing 
to his people. So get ready. That's the only reason I say this. Because the testimony invites you into an experience that if God can do it for Sean, he can do it for you. So he begins to write out a large number. And all of a sudden he stops, we talk some more. And then he, he gets another check out and he doubles the amount. And then he hands me the check and he says, I'm wondering if it's even real. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, you ever put somebody to give you a bounce? Hey, I want to bless you, brother. You check it out, it's a bounce check. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm kidding. He says, you have credit with me. And whatever, if you ever, ever need something, just call me. Which I'm not going to call him. Because I don't, I'm not chasing money. I'm chasing Jesus. See, when you chase Jesus, money will chase you. See, we're not out there looking for blessing. Blessing's out there looking for us. Come on, somebody. Shut up, my God. But I sent him a thank you note because I'm very humbled. Because I was humbled. I'm like, I, I was almost in tears. That someone would bless me to be able to go around the world and preach the gospel. And the great thing about it is I didn't say a word because you let God do it. Something Pastor Rodney Howard Brown said that struck with me, and I listened to him recently, I listened to him a lot. He said, my wife and I, Donica, we came to a place where we allowed God to set the level of our prosperity. When you let the God of more than enough set the level of your prosperity, you will always have more than enough. Mm. My God. Real quickly. I want to give you Four biblical requirements for breakthrough. Well, let's read the scripture, shall we? 520, even though I've been, I've been mentioning scriptures the whole message. For all you Bible scholars out there. So David went to Baal Perazim. And David defeated them there and he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me. Like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, he called the name of that place Baal Perazim. Baal Perazim in Hebrew means the God of the breakthrough. The previous name of that place was Rephaim. In Hebrew, guess what it means? Giants. There was a, a race of giants that inhabited that valley. It also means place of the departed spirits. So they also had some, you know, some demon stuff going on there. So in the place of giants, in the place of opposition, 
David began to engage the giants and God brought a great breakthrough in the middle of a place uh, that was owned by demonic powers. Stay with me. So after he came in like a boss and took over by the power of God, he renamed the place the God of the breakthrough. That's why in your life, every victory that God gives you, you need to begin to open your mouth and begin to rename those places where God came through for you. Restoration, healing, breakthrough, turnaround, miracles, family restored, marriages restored, no lack, more than enough. You turn around and rename the place where the devil tried to assassinate you. Because whatever the enemy meant for evil, God will turn it around for your good. God's renaming places in this nation. We will no longer be named for the place that is aborting babies. This is a nation of life. This is a nation of healing. This is a nation of restoration. It is a nation under God. Not under Satan, not under some warlock, not under some drag queen. God, we love you, but no. A nation under God. One nation under God. Glory to God. And you know, the amazing thing is all these are happening under this present administration. And let me say it to you this way, because God really doesn't really care who's in the White House. He has heard the cries of his people. His people have been crying out, fasting, praying, seeking, and God is moving on the prize and the prayers of his people. That's why it's turning around. And letting all the wickedness know, I have the last word. God has the last word. God has the last word. God has the last. You can do whatever you want, but God has the last word. Quickly, number one, possess a breakthrough mentality. How do you get that? By meditating on the word of God. Not on Fox News and CNN, CBN. Come on, TikTok videos. Come on, somebody. Some of them are funny, though. (laughs) You got to possess a breakthrough mentality. Because listen, you get to a point where you're not looking for breakthrough. You carry breakthrough. See, that's, that's the word. That's the plan of God. Say this with me. See, I carry breakthrough everywhere I go. Mm. Number, number two, you embrace kingdom advancement priority as your new lifestyle. Advancement. God is advancing you. He's fast-tracking people in this place. There is an acceleration that's taking place. And I want you to begin to expect rapid advancement, an uncommon promotion coming to you right now. Because God's raising up his people. 
Psalm 75 says he's casting down the strength of the wicked and he's raising up the strength of the righteous. Hallelujah. Number three, engage in tithing from the profits of your business. Your ministry, your job, your life. Engage in tithing from the profits of your business. Because when you do that, you're saying, God, I put you first. I put you first. And we've all have always learned in this place the law of first. Because when that is in place, everything else begins to fall in line. God can trust you with 10%. He'll trust you with 90. And so what begins to happen, you begin to live from your harvest and not from your paychecks. Let me say it again. You, live, you begin to live from your harvest and not from your paycheck. Number four, engage in thanksgiving, joy, and rejoicing as a lifestyle. Every day, open your eyes and your mouth and give God praise. When you're getting your clothes on, give him praise. When you're sitting down eating your turkey bacon, give him praise. Come on, somebody. When you're eating that carne asada, come on, burrito, give him praise. Come on, hallelujah. When you're eating those green chili enchiladas, give him glory. Hallelujah. And when you go to bed at night, give him praise. Start with praise, continue with praise, and end in praise. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Just for a moment. This is the year of breakthroughs and turnarounds. Our heads about eyes are closed. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to ask a question to you. If you died today, do you know without a shadow of a doubt if you would make it to heaven? And if you don't know today, you can know because 2,000 years ago, a man named Jesus Christ walked this earth who never sinned, who never did wrong, but who became the perfect sacrifice for your sins and mine. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. The Bible also says if anyone who calls on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. And if you're here today or you're watching by television and you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, I want you to slip up your hand right now if that's you. All over the building, I see that hand. I see those hands. I see those hands. If you're a backslider and you've, you're away from God, but you, want, you feel the tugging of heaven on your heart to come back, God's not mad at you. He's been drawing on you ever since day one. And he loves you, and today is your day of new beginning. No matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, today is a new beginning for you. Through the blood of Jesus Christ. There's a heaven to gain. There's a hell to shun. Let today be the day you call on his name and be right with God. If there's anyone else, you've never given your life to Christ. You want to lift your hands right now. Lift your hands all over the building. If you have not surrendered your life to Christ. If you raise your hands, I want you to look at me for a moment. Do you mean that? Do you mean that? Others that raise your hands, did you mean that? Real quickly, our time is almost up. If you raise your hand, I want you to come out of your seat and stand with me right here. And we're going to pray the prayer of salvation. 
We're not going to embarrass you. Give, give them a big clap right now. Come on up here. You raise your hand. Come on up here. Someone stand with this lady. I need some workers to stand with her. With her. Come on out of your seat. Some others, you raise your hand. Come on up right now. Come on, keep clapping, everybody. Keep clapping. This is what this service is all about because God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. And he'll never leave you and never forsake you ever again. Come on up here. Anybody else, you raise your hand. They're coming. Come on, keep clapping. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. Come and receive God's love. Come on over here, ladies. God bless you. Come on over here. Oh, hallelujah. This, also, this is what this is all about. This is what the church here is for. This is why the church is essential. I want you to pray this with me. All of you who have come, and God's touching you right now and letting you know that he will never. They're still coming. Come on down. Come on down. Hallelujah. Come on down. I just want you to know I love you. And most of all, God loves you. And all of these people love you too. Pray this with me right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sin. And you rose from the dead. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sin. To come into my heart right now. To be my Lord to be my savior. I give my life to you. Satan, get out of my life. Get out of my mind. Get out of my body. Get out of my home. Get out of my family. I close the door on you. And in the name of Jesus, I renounce any generational curse on my life. I command it to be broken by the blood in the name of Jesus. I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I will never be the same. Jesus, you died for me, starting right now. I'm going to live for you with your grace all the days of my life. And I thank you that I'm born again right now, and I'm on my way to heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's give him a big God bless you. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. Let me pray for you real quickly. Stretch your hands toward them. We're almost done. Father, we bless their lives. Seal this commitment that every one of these precious lives have made. I thank you that you're restoring the years that the enemy ripped them off. Today is a new day and a new beginning, and they will never be the same. From this day, they go forward and never backwards. And I thank you for being with them, strengthening them, filling them with your spirit and empowering them to live an overcoming, victorious life all the days of their life. They will not be plagued with the things of the past. They are broken today. And I decree freedom over you in Jesus' name. Amen. Give God one more clap. Hallelujah. Brother, come here. Come on up here. Blue shirt, come on, from Chicago. Come on up here. Sister, come on up here real quickly. Yes, ma'am. Woman of God, come up here. Stretch your hands toward him. I'm almost done, I promise. 
Stretch, lift your hands. As you lift your hands, the power of God touch you. Lift your hands, my brother. Close your ojos. You know what that means. Eyes in Spanish for you non-speaking Spanish. Power of God's coming on you and your family. Bring your family up. There's an anointing on your entire family. I just want to pray for you, God. Just come on up here, guys. There's an anointing on this family. There's an anointing on this entire family. And God is raising you up and using you for such a time as this. He didn't bring you from Chicago for nothing. He didn't bring you from Chicago for nothing. See, this is my, my homeboy. I, I, I'm from south side of Chicago, too. So, you know, we, we, we connect real well. They got some great food in Chicago. <sighs> Chicago shall be saved. Let's put it that way. I bless this family. Stretch your hands toward them. Thank you for the anointing on their lives. Thank you for taking them to another level. Thank you for a time of acceleration and increase in their lives. I speak breakthrough and I speak turnaround to this family. A fresh touch of heaven, a fresh anointing on them. And God, I thank you for using them like they have never been used before. And this is the year that you step into destiny. In the name of Jesus, I release it right now. Hallelujah. Take my hand, sister. Holy Spirit, touch her. Thank you for using her. Thank you for your hand upon her life. Thank you, Lord, for thinking through her mind, speaking through her lips. I pray a double portion anointing come on your life right now to set captives free, to set women free, to be a light in the darkness, and to bring healing, to bring miracles, and to bring breakthrough. I bless you right now. There's a touch of God on you right now. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet, in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. Continue to pray for pastor as he's in Brazil. We want to thank God for every one of you here today. If you want to come down for prayer afterwards, I will be here. The pastors will be here. We love you. Folks, this is our time. This is the year of breakthroughs and the year of turnarounds for you and your family and for this nation. We love you. We bless you. Have an incredible week.